wish somebody would just step out and declare to your neighbor that he did it. Come on, find about six people and tell them he did it. Now I need you to add something to your testimony. Tell them if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Tell them ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough to keep the hand of God from doing it for you. I just need about 200 radical people in the building that came on a Tuesday night to declare that late in the midnight hour. God's gonna turn it around. I dare you right now to shout and give God a praise because he's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's to my God, my God. While you're standing here giving God the praise, he's working in your family and he's working at your job and he's working in your marriage. Somebody right now, take about 60 seconds and give God a praise because he did it. He, he. Somebody shout yes. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him.
you ought to shout it until every spirit of fear has to back up off of you. You ought to shout it until every devil of discouragement has to leave your mind. Put your hands together one more time and shout with a voice of triumph in this. Hey! Somebody didn't come to play games tonight. I didn't come to fool around tonight. I didn't come to mess around testimony today right before church sister Tylin said there was a young lady at work today she started witnessing to her uh, the Holy Ghost just came on her uh, and before you knew it the young lady just started saying oh my goodness uh, you don't even know what this means to me right now uh, break time came for work uh, sister Tylin said come with me they went into her car uh, and started having a prayer meeting uh, the young lady just fell over on her shoulder, uh, weeping and crying. Uh, she told us to tie in uh, after a little Bible study. I'm ready to be baptized uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, I came to tell somebody uh, the devil can't stop uh, what God is doing in this place. Come on, I came to tell somebody God uh, wants to use you. Uh, I got another report this week and maybe later when they feel like it, they can give the testimony. But brother and sister Sloss had something come up that, that became an urgent request in their life. And they were praying and asking God uh, to, to, to do something. And how many of you remember several weeks ago, uh, Pastor Israel Mendoza preaching about miracles? Yeah. Brother and Sister Sloss grabbed their miracle ticket uh, and they came to the front and they had one thing in mind uh, and they began to ask God uh, and believe God for it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, just a few days ago, uh, they got an envelope in the mail uh, and God answered their prayer uh, 100%. There are miracles loosed uh, in the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Uh, oh, I could go on and on, but there should be somebody in this building with expectation. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now in expectation. Come on. Come on. God's working for you. He's working on your behalf. Yeah. 
I'll praise him now. He can do it later. He's got perfect credit. God's never missed a payment. He's never been late. And his name is more trustworthy than other names. God, I'll go ahead and praise you in advance for what you're about to do. God, I hope I'll go ahead and give you an advancement of praise. I'm going to praise you right now for my later miracle. I dare somebody to take 30 seconds. Lift up your hands and give God the praise. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's Anybody got faith in the building tonight? How many of you were blessed by what God did in this house on Sunday? My God, Sunday morning, God used Brother Jennings in a powerful way as he preached monsters inside of me. And if you were not here or you're tuning in online and you missed it, I urge you, just remain standing all over the house. Just remain standing. I urge you to go back online, go to YouTube, go to SoundCloud, order the CD, get the 8-track or the vinyl record, and let God speak to you from Sunday morning's word for this house. Amen? And then if you were here Sunday night, you understand that the glory of God swept in this house so powerfully uh, there was a spirit of intercession uh, and breakthrough that rippled across this house uh, we never made it past the praise and the worship uh, how many of you feel the the, the overflow uh, of sunday night resting in the building tonight turn and tell your neighbor this sunday no 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 find the other neighbor the one that's paying attention tonight and tell him this sunday Pastor Nathan Holmes from North Little Rock, Arkansas is going to be in the building with us here. I'm just telling you right now, don't you dare miss service on Sunday. It's going to be crazy up in this place. But before we get to Sunday... We got another chance tonight for God to do something in this building. How many of you are thankful to have Brother Jennings back in the house of the Lord with us tonight? Come on, show him some Fort Myers love tonight. Uh, Brother Jennings, we want you to come uh, and follow the Holy Ghost. We're ready to do whatever God wants to do. Somebody give God a great praise uh, as he comes to deliver the word of God. Well, shout out to the Lord, somebody here in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody look over at your neighbor real fast and tell them there's a breakthrough with your name on it. Well, your neighbor didn't believe you. Your neighbor missed it. So tell your other neighbor there's a breakthrough and it's got your name on it. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here in the house tonight. And I think we ought to just give the devil a black eye, break his spine tonight, break his toes and his fingers too. We ought to just do this thing and get victory in the house tonight. Is anybody ready in the building? Yeah. 
We're standing in the overflow tonight, and I don't plan on preaching long, but there is a breakthrough in the building, and it's got your first and your last name on it tonight, and we're going to go for it in the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a great big shout of praise, and just get ready for the glory to fall again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel a big praise in the house. victory in the house. The book of Micah chapter 7 starting at verse 8 says this, rejoice not against me, O mine enemies, for when I fall, I'm going to give you another chance. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies, for when I fall, when I fall, when I fall, for the next few moments to this congregation, I want to preach to you under this title, I Shall Arrive. I believe that victory is always in the flow of the Holy Ghost. And there ain't a day where you shouldn't live without the victory. So tonight we're going to preach about it a little bit. And somebody's going to walk out of here with a fresh touch of victory. Somebody's going to walk out of here with victory in your hand. Somebody's going to walk out of here with victory in your feet, with victory in your house, with victory with your spouse. You're going to walk out of here with victory in your relationship. You're going to walk out of here with yourself standing tall. But I got a message for you that don't feel the victory yet. It's on the way. But it's in your hand. Victory's on the way. But it's in your feet. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We've done prayed. We've done praise in this house. Can you give me just five to ten minutes? Can you give me just five to ten minutes? We're going somewhere here in the house. You can be seated. You can stand. I don't care. I like having crazy church. It'll just happen the way it happens tonight. Is this all right, Bishop? Build as a fight to the finish. The rules of engagement were really, really simple. There was to be no decision. There was to be no technical knockouts and no draw and no time limit. Where's my helper at? We're going we gonna to expedite this tonight. Heavyweight fighter Sam McVeigh and Joe Jeanette stepped in 
to a, to a Paris boxing ring, April 17, 1909. They had no idea that they were about to make history. McVeigh and Jeanette lasted 49 rounds, and it still remains to be the longest boxing match of the century. The fight featured 38 knockdowns and ended before the bell of the 50th round. They said that had to have been one of the greatest knockdown drag out fights in the history of boxing. What happened was, what happened was is they were both fighting each other in one fight before. And what ends up happening is one of them is there and they fight for 20-something rounds. And so everybody that was watching these fighters fight saw the finish and they said it was a fluke. And so they said, you two are going to fight again. Anybody been knocked down before in your life? Anybody lost a fight before in your life? And so what they did was they set up another fight. And the fight went like this. They shot out of their corners. The two men joined together in the middle, much like this man. They began to throw blows in the first blow in the first minute. It left Jeanette knocked down on the ground. And Sam McVeigh knocked Jeanette down again and again and again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You've been knocked down before. And again and again, Jeanette rose. Finally, near the 16th round, a devastating right hook from McVeigh to the jaw of Jeanette sent him crashing down to the canvas and this time for an apparent knockout. But at the count of eight, Jeanette was saved by the bell. He was dragged to his corner like a piece of raw meat. Jeanette somehow found his way into the 17th. And there he met the gloves of McVeigh again, who now was fed by his momentum. And he gave Jeanette an unmerciful beating. And finally, he drove him to the floor at the bell. Oh yeah, the twenty-first trip to the mat has said that it was a, it was a, it, he was very worn out, and McVeigh's domination continues. But the turning point came in the nineteenth or the twentieth round when Lewis turned to the private physician and said at the ringside, he said, "You got to give him some oxygen." He's beat up too bad. You're going to have to administer some oxygen. Everybody just take a deep breath. Sometimes what you need in your life when you're in the heat of battle is a deep breath and a breath of fresh air. You need just a little bit of refreshing in your life. And so the bell rang, and they yelled out from the corner. They said, now, Joe, now, Joe, go ahead and do it. And Jeanette did just that. Now it was Sam McVeigh, who had been dominating all this time, who was visiting the canvas on a regular basis. The 42nd round saw McVeigh go down seven times. But as Jeanette had done 27 times, McVeigh kept getting back up. The beating continued and Sugar wrote, finally, his knees melted. His eyes had no mortal use. His nose was unworkable. McVeigh sat on the stool in his corner in the 49th round and said, I can't go on any longer. Joe Jeanette was declared the winner. They interviewed McVeigh and they started asking him questions. They said, McVeigh, how was it that you lost the second time, but you won the first time? 
McVeigh, it's the same man, but how was it that you were defeated the second time, but you knocked him down the first time? Ah, yeah. And McVeigh with a beat up face. And McVeigh with hardly any breath in his body. He looked at them in that interview as much as he could. And he lifts up his head. And he said, I knew I could not defeat him if he kept getting back up. And I came with the word for something. I came with the word for somebody in this house that the devil knows that he cannot defeat you if you just keep getting back up. Some of you have been through a lot of things and you've been knocked down one too many times, but the adversary is banking on you. is banking on you losing tonight the devil is banking on you losing this month some of you the devil was banking on you losing last month but for whatever reason you decided to get up on a Tuesday you decided to get up on a Sunday you decided to get up in prayer and you decided to dust yourself off and say I might have fallen again but the goal is not falling the goal is getting back up again you can fall as many times as you want, but the goal is getting back up again. I want to preach to a struggling saint tonight and tell you, yeah, you fell last week, but you can get back up again. Yeah, you fell last month, but you can get back up again. I tell you, the devil is afraid in this house tonight because he don't know what's getting ready to happen in the building. You want to know something that I learned now? I might preach to some of you saints in here that have been saved by the blood of the Lamb. And you don't throw hands anymore. But I know there's some of y'all in the house. You know what I'm talking about. You've been in a fight or three. And you have to fight. Oh, yeah. Some of you have had to fight for food on your table. Some of you have had to fight just to protect yourself. But tonight, we're not talking about any type of physical fighting in the building. You can calm down. What we're talking about tonight is spiritual battles that you're going to have to learn how to fight. One thing that I always knew, if it was ever coming time to fight somebody, it's crazy how everybody around knows the people who can fight. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You got beef with somebody and the next thing they say is you don't want to fight them. <laughs> some of y'all, it's getting right where y'all live right now. You know, matter of fact, some of y'all are probably the people they don't want to fight. Amen. Thank you, God, for the blood in the house. 
One of the things that I knew whenever I used to throw hands a time or three is there were certain people that I knew I didn't want to fight. Now, you was never going to see me show it, but I knew I didn't want to fight him. And those people were the ones that were the most dangerous. You want to know who I'm talking about? It's the people with unorthodox fighting styles. It's the people with the fighting styles where you don't know where they're coming from next. You don't know if they're going to hit you with the right hook or a left hook. You don't know if they're going to kick you in the shin. You don't know if they're going to elbow you. And the devil is intimidated right now because we got some unpredictable praisers in the building. We got some unorthodox fighters in the spirit. And the devil is worried because he don't know. Are they going to come from this way? Are they going to come from this way? I don't know how they're going to do it, but I know they're going to do it somehow. The devil is worried about some of you because you've got an unorthodox fighting style. It's unpredictable. In other words, I don't know why they're praising, but they're praising anyway. They just lost their job, but they're praising. They just got a bad report, but they're praising. I'm just wondering where the victorious people are here in the church. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the devil don't know which way you're coming from. Uh, the devil don't know how you're going to hit them this time. Uh, but you got the victory in the building. I think it'd be a good idea uh, for about 10 seconds right here if somebody just confused the enemy in this house uh, and shout on the God. Uh, in a way you never had before. Give God praise in a way you never had. Nobody says it has to be pretty, but you want to shout until the chains fall. Nobody, nobody said it's got to be like everybody else, but you want to confuse the enemy. what's confusing to the enemy when the people praise and when there's no musicians playing how you want to know what's confusing to the enemy is when the drummer stops playing and everybody keeps shouting you know what's confusing to the enemy is when you walked in here having a bad day and you're still praising you know what confuses the enemy is when those in the media booth begin to shout you want to know what confuses the enemy ah yeah is when a young man stands up and says today is my day I come to preach to somebody in the building you want to have something in your spirit that says you knock me down but I shall arise 
I feel the victory of the Lord here in the house today. Somebody is getting your boldness back tonight. Somebody is getting your backbone back tonight. Somebody is about to walk in victory. In this next season, I feel it in the Holy Ghost now. I feel a word creeping up in my spirit for somebody. The victory that you get tonight is the victory that you can walk in from this moment on. But you got to have something in your spirit that says, I shall arise. I shall arise. When you win this next battle, Nobody's going to have to ask questions. The enemy won't have to ask questions because the decision is not going to be a split decision. You're just going to win this next time. Oh, God, I'm about to help somebody. I don't want to just win by a little bit. I don't want to, to, to win by a decision of the judges. I want to knock out the devil. Anytime he steps up in my face, say, come on, I got something for you tonight. I tell you what the problem is. The problem is, is we believe that we have victory when the preacher's preaching good. But you've got to understand as the body of Christ, God gave you something that can give you the victory every day of your life. You got victory that's not predicated on an organ. You got victory that's not predicated on a keyboard. You got victory that's not predicated on microphones. But you got victory in your spirit that is solely dependent on the power of the Holy Ghost. My Bible says it like this. They said... How did he keep getting back up again? They said, well, I knew I couldn't beat him. I knew I couldn't destroy him because he kept getting back up again. But what was it on the inside of that man that caused him to get up again? Ah, uh, yeah. I want the devil to ask questions like that. What is it on the inside of that man that causes him to keep getting back up every time he falls? But my Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. What am I telling you tonight? What I'm telling you is if you got the Holy Ghost, you've got power to win. My Bible describes that word power as strength, power, the ability, the inherent power, the power that resides in a thing by the virtue of its nature, which a person or thing exerts, puts forth. My Bible describes that word power as the power for performing miracles. My Bible describes that word power as moral power and excellence of soul. My Bible describes that word power as the power and the influence which belongs to the riches and wealth. My Bible calls that word power, power and resources that arises from numbers. 
My Bible describes that word power as power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, and hosts. All the devil's going to have a bad night tonight in here. i tell you what I'm talking about. When the Bible talks about armies and hosts and all that good stuff, you know what it's saying? It's saying when you fight, you're not fighting alone. When you fight, it's not just your strength anymore. But it's the strength of a brother. It's the strength of a sister. It's the strength of the angelic host. Realize that when you fight the enemy, you're not fighting alone anymore. Realize that when you fight the enemy and you've got the Holy Ghost, you're fighting with the army of angels behind you. You're fighting with the power of angels behind you and there's not an army in hell that can stand against my God there's not a devil in hell that can stand against my God I got the victory regardless of what the enemy says I got the victory I got the victory We're going somewhere in here tonight. You got to understand that when you fight, you're not fighting alone anymore, sir. Quit isolating yourself from everybody else. Every time you have a struggle in your life. Oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost now. You've been isolating yourself every time you get into a battle. Every time you get into a struggle. And you want to pull yourself away from the church. And you want to separate yourself from the church. But God wants you to know that if you're going to fight and have victory, you're going to have to fight with victory with the people of God. You're going to have to have you a praise partner or a prayer partner and say, hold my hand, because tonight we're getting the victory. But the problem is, we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to be the ones that said, I'm going through a rough time right now. And you're not down on the canvas again and again and again. But this is what I love. Come here. This is what I love. <laughs> if you got to fight me and my boy right here, you got four fists coming after you this time. Come here. Come here. Come here. Somebody. Give me somebody. Oh, yeah. I want you to see this now. If you got to fight me and my boys, ah, oh, yeah, that's two fists times four right here. You got to have eight hands coming after you this time. Am I making it plain enough for you tonight? Realize that when you're going through what you're going through, you got to grab you a praise partner every now and then and say, we're not going to operate off of my strength, but we're going to link up. We're going to operate off of our strength. For some of you, this don't mean a thing. But for those of you that are in the throes of battle, it is up to you tonight to say, I shall arise.
You're the only one that knows what's been knocking you down. You're the only one that knows that's been tipping you over. You're the only one that knows what you've been going through. But tonight is your night to say, I shall arise. Ma'am, you don't have to struggle with drugs no more. You've been laying there every morning talking about how you don't feel good, talking about how you don't feel, feel all right, how you feel down. You've been doing all this type of stuff, and that's for somebody online too. You've been doing all this stuff. You've been going through this and that, and every morning you wake up. You're going through a rough time, and you're just deciding to lay there. But the problem is, is you're trying to find something to numb it. And instead of actually getting real victory, you're just finding a pacifier. But tonight, God is not interested in being the pacifier. God is interested in being the victor and the victorious God. Let me preach to you for a couple more seconds and we're going to get the victory in the house. Let me tell you this. God is not interested in maintenance. When God does something, he said that the old, old things are passed away and that all things have become new. Ah, oh, you got to understand with me that that word new doesn't mean duct tape back together. That word new doesn't mean gorilla glue back together. Ah, yeah, what he's saying is, is I'm not just going to put the pieces back together, but I'm going to give you new parts. It's going to be like having a new vehicle. Oh, I'm preaching to some of you right now. You're worried about God just maintaining. You're worried about God just fixing, but God is interested in making new tonight. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. There's a lady that goes to my church. <coughs> There's a lady that goes to my church. And when she came to us, she was well known as one of the, 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 highest, uh, the highest drug dealers in the city. And when she came to us, she was messed up. She looked rough. She had been in and out of jail a whole bunch of times. Everybody around knew her. God takes her, turns her life around, picks her up. She goes and gets called in because she's got to serve some time for some charges that she had in her life. So she walks in the front door of the jailhouse to check herself in. And the lady looks at her as she has seen her thousands of times before. The lady looks at her and says, and ma'am, who are you? Now that may not mean anything to some of y'all, but if you knew where she came from and you knew that she knew this lady because she had been at that desk so many times, when that lady looked at her, she said, who are you? And she said, don't you recognize me? The lady said, no, I don't. What am I telling you? God wants to make some stuff new for you, but you gotta get up again. You gotta arise again. You gotta stand up again. This is what we're gonna do tonight. I believe in being unorthodox. We're just gonna do this thing. 
I like to be direct with altar calls. You can get what you want where you want, but I believe there's a hot spot in this church, and it's right around here in the middle. Call me crazy, call me what you want, but this is what we're going to do. If you've been going through it, You've been knocked down a whole bunch of times. You don't know how you're going to get it. I don't care if it's financial. I don't care if it's addiction. I don't care what it is. The enemy's got no rule in this house. If that's you, I want you to come up here to the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're about to get the victory in here tonight. I tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. What I feel in the Holy Ghost is that what God is getting ready to do in this church, the increase that God is getting ready to bring to this congregation is going to come from people who have fallen down many, many, many times before, but God is getting ready to raise up a strong army in this church. I know it sounds like cliche, but let me tell you what I'm talking about. The souls that are going to come in here, I don't know how many souls it's going to be. I don't have an exact number, but what I'm telling you right now is some of you are going to begin to operate in a power that you never thought you could operate in. You're going to lay hands on the sick and you're going to start seeing healings. You're going to start speaking words of faith over people and God is going to start showing himself strong. I'm not just talking cliche. I'm telling you what the Lord's telling me right now. Ministers in this church, you better get ready for the increase that's coming. Ah, yeah. This is for everybody here in the house. It's high time for the people of God to operate in victory. You are the head and you are not the tail. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm the head and I'm not the tail. Now, this is what we're going to do. I want you to think about this. In the last fight that you had, the last struggle that you had, it was just you. You was fighting alone. It was you. Maybe you've had battles in your own mind. You've had battles, whatever, whatever. But you've had battles, and it was just you fighting. But tonight, I want you to take a quick look around you. And I want you to realize that tonight when we fight in here, we're not fighting alone. We are the body of Christ. Oh, yeah. The way God created our body is if there's a place that's hurt, if there's a place that, 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 that is dysfunction, if there's a place whatever, God created our body to be able to refuel itself and to be able to send things to that part of the body to help it out and help it to get victory. So tonight I want you to look around you because this, these are your praise partners here. If this is your first time at the Rock Church of Fort Myers, I want you to look around here because this is your church family. And these are the people who you can get victory with. And these are the people, if you need prayer, they're going to pray for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
when they marched around the walls of Jericho. They got around them walls. When they got around them walls, the last thing they were told to do is to lift up a shout. And when they shouted, the walls, the enemies inside of them walls came tumbling down. Now, I'm just crazy enough to run the aisles. Some of y'all don't understand that, but I'm crazy enough to run the aisles. I'm crazy enough to roll on the floor. I'm crazy enough to swing a tie around. I'm crazy enough to do a whole bunch of stuff that some of y'all probably ain't never done in your life. But I realized a long time ago, if that's what I gotta do to get my victory, that's what I'm gonna do. And it don't matter if you like it. It don't matter if you like it. And it don't matter if you like it. Because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. So tonight, you gotta get your victory. However you gotta get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tonight is your night to get your victory. Tonight is the night you're coming out. Tonight is the night that you're going up. Tonight is your night. So this is what we're going to do. Uh-oh, they're running the aisles. You can stay here if you want, but if I needed them, well, you might as well go ahead and do this thing. Bam, let's go.
Well, Fort Myers, I think it's high time that we maintain and we keep the victory. But you know what victory sounds like? Victory don't just sound like the moving of feet or the clapping of hands. But victory sounds like when you lift your voice and shout, yeah! Come on, keep it going, keep it going! Cause you're scaring the enemy and he don't know what to do tonight.
is plenty but the laborers are few and I don't know about you but if there's going to be laborers around me I want them to be victorious laborers there is no better time than right now for us to begin to take dominion over things in this city in this region this church is not here for no reason this church is here for a person. Your pastor and first lady are not here for no reason. But they're here for a reason. And so tonight what we're going to do is bishop, first lady, this one's on us. There's one thing the devil ain't never going to do. And that is touch my family and touch my leadership. I need some victorious people that get ready on this one. Because Bishop, this victory is on us. First Lady, this victory is on us. And as the body of Christ tonight, we're gonna shout. Oh yes we are. We're going to shout and we're going to get the victory in this city. We're going to shout and we're going to get the victory in this region. And Bishop's not going to have to fight it. And First Lady's not going to have to fight it. But we're getting ready to fight it with our praise tonight. And our praise is going to stand in the gap. Well, I hope y'all are ready for the victory tonight. Because after this, we going up in here. Devil, you can't have this city. Devil, you can't have these people. Devil, you can't have Bishop. Devil, you can't have First Lady. And I'll do whatever I gotta do to stand in the gap. Shout it right here! 